Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome in to another episode of Faith, Family, and Football with Clark Phillips III. I am your co-host, Trevor Allen of kslsports.com, and alongside for the ride, who has the show named after him, Utah cornerback Clark Phillips III. CP, how are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you? So good to be back. Yeah, it is good to be back. Our schedules didn't align again, mainly because I was stuck in Oakland for like 16 hours. Man, wasn't on, that an escalate? <laughs> yeah. First off, okay, what is the worst flight experience you've ever had? Because you, you've obviously done a lot of flying, especially from Salt Lake to Southern California, but you've also taken visits around the country when you're being recruited. What is the worst flight experience for Clark Phillips? Man, to be honest, I haven't had too many crazy bad ones, but I will say being from California, I know you heard the stories about LAX before the new modifications to the actual airport. Yep. It was pretty bad, man. Every time I filed for a recruiting visit, coming back, we always knew, all right, this is going to be a hassle, you know, getting to and from, you know, even baggage claim, you know, is horrible. And so yeah. then getting off the plane. And so now nah, it's just, you know, that LAX, I felt like I didn't, I didn't know a regular airport experience until I got here. Really? <laughs> Just being at LAX and being in California, it always felt like it was always bad. I dreaded going to the airport, man. So I'm grateful for, you know, what is it? Uh, what do we have charters? now? Charter, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. grateful for the charters, I, I could say. Yeah, I actually heard back in the day, whenever, like, especially, like, NBA teams would, would fly, the, yeah. the uh, media would also fly with them on their charter. I wish that was the case for Utah football. You would never, ever have to worry about it, huh? Oh, you're right. Maybe yeah. that's something your leadership council should talk to uh, Kyle Whittingham about. I wonder who I can actually talk to that is on the leadership council. <laughs> nah, I'll just, I'll put it a step above. Maybe the captains. I'm not a captain. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll put the word into the captains. Maybe they can work something out. You're, you're probably going to be a captain next year, so. But right now, I'm not. Yeah. So, you know, I couldn't make that happen right well, now. Well, you guys only have two more road games after <laughs> You know, you guys got Stanford next week, which is on a Friday night, and then you're going down to Arizona right after that. And then you guys are home against Oregon and Colorado to round out the regular season. Um, But, yeah, I mean, just to kind of sum things up, me and my boss, Nate Dowdle, we were stuck in uh, Northern California for about 16 hours on Sunday with a canceled flight, and we were running on about six hours of sleep in two days. So um, we'll leave it at that. I already gave Clark the long story of it, but uh, for you (laughs) out there who do not care about my – white problems that it just sums it up for you so all right you guys are now coming off of a loss against Oregon State there's not a single team left in the uh, Pac-12 that has everyone's lost now in conference play there were some comments made after the game but uh, from Kyle Whittingham about how you guys played on defense yeah first off what was your take on that game I mean you guys allowed a lot of yards but also the offense played really really well 
Man, to be honest, man, immediate reaction, I just, you know, I was shocked. I was like, wow, this just happened, you know. Felt like we got out of character in a, in a, in a way that, you know, we kind of got hashed, we kind of got bashed in the ground. Uh, we knew what they were going to do, and they did that, you know, and they executed really well. We knew they weren't going to do too many tricks and things of that nature. They were going to run it right out our face, and we just had to stop it because they were going to do that really, really well, man. And that's what they did. They didn't really change too much. Um, and it just it just sucks, you know, when you feel like you've got a good handle and good grip on things, and to see it just kind of slide away from you, you know, and sooner than later, you know, get out of arm's reach. And I felt like uh, – you know, we had some things, a lot of mental mistakes, uh, the back end and stuff, and a lot of things that just, you know, didn't align correctly and that we have to clean up really. And, yeah, man, I just, you know, all in all, we just didn't play our best game. I know that you guys have all gone back and watched Omani. You guys have probably already moved on to uh, yeah. the game for this week. But after watching film and being in meetings with your guys as coaches, what was the big reason why they were able to get so many chunk yards up the field, especially when – on those on those first two drives, you guys shut them down. Yeah, and then, and then Oregon State started to get a little creative with their runs. They they were doing more stretch and zone and, and things yeah. like that. But I mean, you guys have got talented dudes up front. What was what was the issue with that? Um, you know, it just came down uh, to you know everyone not doing, and it was just little things. Coach Galley, you know, really just kind of impressed us, you know, early on in the week that, hey, everyone's got to own their job because one guy messing up on each play is going to result in bad things happening for the whole defense. And so really that's what it was. On all of those big plays, it, you know, likely was someone missing an assignment or someone not owning a gap or someone, you know, not making a tackle, just missed assignments. Just some small mistakes led up to big mistakes and they hurt us in big ways, you know. And so that's what Coach Kelly always preaches. And, you know, that's what kind of happened, man. And it was just crazy to see it all just, you know, kind of fall down that way. And, you know, but I take it as a learning experience. We needed that, you know, and every loss, you know, that ha- that we have on our record, I feel like it's going to – it's shaping us for the team that we are. You know, made us a lot stronger. We've got grit. We never felt like we were out of that game, even when they started needing the ball. When Kyle Whittingham talked to us after the game, he said that – and he even said it on Monday again. He said that the run defense was soft. Yeah, you don't hear that very often from a, from Kyle Whittingham talking about his own program. Did you guys take that personally and really put your guys' head down and, and work this week leading up to the game? Yeah, nah, most definitely, man. And you know, anytime uh, your coach says that, you you know that it's coming from a place of love when he's talking to you, and you know that it's you know to motivate and it's to encourage as well, because that's just the facts. You know, we, we just, what we displayed, the film was the film and it don't never lie. The honest guy don't ever lie. So, you know, after watching it, I would have to agree, you know, we, we didn't play up to our standard and he can say that confidently because he's saw what we're able to do when we play like Utah defense, we play within our scheme, within our culture, nobody can mess with us, man. You know, and I know everyone sees that as well. And when we play within our culture too, we're not soft and that's not who we are. And so what we did on Saturday, that wasn't us. That wasn't right. But it was because it was on film. And so, you know, at the end of the day, the Irons got on line. And now we've got to play it forward. Um, this week we've, you know, busted our butts, man. And we've been grinding, you know, with that in the forefront, not in the, with that in the rear, you know, view mirror, like they say, but at the same time, that in the back of our mind, like, hey, we've got to, you know, wipe the wipe the uh wipe our shields clean now and, and move forward so you know tough experience but um it's all for the better it's gonna make us a lot stronger
you guys knew going into that game that that Oregon State was going to run the ball and they were going to run it in every which way. The quarterback isn't really that great. No matter, I mean, he ended up making some really good throws, which is why he's a college quarterback. If you're going to be playing at this level, you got to be able to make throws, and he did that. But yeah, you guys are going to see a huge upgrade in, in quarterback play this week when you guys take on the UCLA Bruins, who have Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's really, really good. He's kind of like Jane Daniels. He's just a more bulkier Jane Daniels, if that makes sense. He's, yeah, he's not as skinny. Yeah, he, he's definitely got a lot more, more meat on his bone. There is a chance that he won't play. It sounds like he will, though. Um, Kyle Winningham is, is, has told us he, he's planning on him playing, but they also have really good running backs in, in uh, Zach Charbonnet and uh, Britton Brown. Charbonnet yeah. kind of came onto the scene this year and really you know, stunned every, everybody. We all thought it was going to be Britton Brown, but as you guys look at, at this Bruins team, is it more of a of an upgraded offense, not to say that Oregon State's offense isn't good because it was, they, they obviously showed that, but is it going to take more for you guys to really study the film, study their personnel to be able to get it done on Saturday? Yeah, man. Um, not a great question. It's going to, it's going to take everyone owning up to their 20 square feet. That's what coach Galley was really impressing this week. You know, now you see just what one missed assignment can do to a defense. On every play, if one guy doesn't do his job, I mean, just like if a corner blows, you know, a coverage, it's a touchdown. You know, if, if one guy doesn't do his job, just as something as simple as gap assignments, you know, can hurt us, can screw us in, in the run game. And so we saw that. And now, you know, I feel like guys are even more so like every single, you know, thing that we're doing now, guys are taking super serious. Not that it wasn't like that before, but now after every single lift, I'm seeing guys getting extra work, you know. I'm st- I am meet, and I see, you know, there's regular faces. There's Devin, then there's Meek, and then there's guys that I'm always seeing in the film room late nights or early mornings, whatever it is. But now I'm seeing more of that. More of that. And so I think that there's going to be a table that's uh, – a corner that's turned in, term, in terms of, you know, play, um, which is going to be a direct result because of the commitment that guys are, are taking too, you know. You guys are going to be without Devin Lloyd in that first half because he got he got kicked out for targeting in that second half against Oregon State. How big of a hit is that for you guys, especially when you guys are going to try and, and get off to a really great start and, you're, and your star player on defense is out for the first half? Yeah, man, it sucks, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, the next man's got to step up and the next man's got to be the next Utah man. We have faith in, you know, all of our guys. Um, we feel like the next guy is going to get it done. He's going to get the job done. He's had a whole week to prepare, whoever that may be. Um, and honestly, we, we have a strong culture and I feel like, um, all the guys within that culture are going to, you know, live up to that culture. Many of you have said, this is a player led team and it shows based off of the leadership you guys have with you and with, with Mika, with Devin, with Britton Covey, with all of these guys who, who always step up in, into that leadership role. What has been the message from those leaders, from all of you coming off of the Oregon state loss and, and moving on to, to this game against UCLA Bruins? Really just like almost like a forgive and forget type of scenario. Hey, it happened. You can't act like it didn't happen. Um, now it's time to, you know, now we gotta play it forward. You can't you can don't 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 sit and soak in the corner and also don't move on like it doesn't matter either. Because it does, you know, and everything matters and especially when you're trying to be great and your team's trying to accomplish something that ain't been accomplished yet or before. You you've gotta acknowledge your you know, your L's, but at the same time don't let them haunt you. And so that's been, you know, the message, hey. It happened. Damn, sucks. But now we got to move on, you know. Something that has been, been brought up, especially recently, and I'm just going to say it, since since Cam Rising became the starting quarterback, that offense has been completely different. They're yeah. racking up yards. They're keeping drives moving. They're putting points on the board. You guys are able to rest a little bit 
compared to, you know, last year and also start of this year. Yeah. Um, how nice has that been for you to be able to kind of actually sit on the bench? Because I, I actually looked down on the, the sideline a couple of times when I was at, at the stadium in, at Oregon State. Oh, we didn't ever sit down, huh? Yeah, yeah. You were, you were actually sitting down. I'm like, I, I was like, Clark, get up, man. Like, what are you doing? But, you know, you now would have been standing up for a while. Now we can rest our legs a little bit, man. And that's what I love about it. Uh, our offense, man, they really turn a the corner. They give us hope. And now it's like, you know, we look at games like Saturday. Before it hadn't been a game like that where we felt like we didn't hold up our end and the offense kind of carried the, you know, the, the show. But, um, you know, like having that feeling like, hey, the offense is doing their thing. We don't want to be the guys to let us down as a team. Like that that feeling is good and bad at the same time because it's, it's, it's good because it gives us competition. We're like, hey, man, we don't want to be the, the reason. And so that whole time on the sideline, we're like, damn, man, we got to get our stuff together. The offense is doing their thing. They're scoring points. We just got to get it going, you know. And so we never lost hope, but it's just good when your offense – it's great when your offense is doing their thing as well, you know. You're going to be a, a part of another uh... – a, a night of, of a history for Utah football. Um, the first number is going to be retired, number 22. Yeah. It, no one is going to be able to use it as long as this program stands. And they're going to do that uh, ceremony in between the first and second quarters on Saturday. Just your thoughts going into that, knowing that this is another step of you guys honoring two of your fallen. Man, you know, had a myriad of thoughts, you know, traveled through my mind in the last, you know, 48 hours just talking to, you know, Maddie Henson, some of the people that have tried to organize this, you know, event for Saturday and this special celebration for, for Aaron and for Ty. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm grateful for those guys, man. And that's, you know, initially I was like, wow, this is really happening because that's, you know, what I really hoped for. I wanted it to be retired. And that's something that, you know, I felt like was, you know, was the equitable thing for this situation. And so, like just hearing it, you know, happen and stuff. I know that that's what those dudes smile down because both of them, they wore that number and they wore it with pride. And they both played their butts off. They both dominated. And they both were just special character, you know, special guys and special human beings with, with a tremendous amount of character, uh, compassion, loving. And so I feel like they represented Deuce Deuce better than anybody. And I wouldn't want to see anybody else wearing that number, man. You know what, what is so awesome about this is that for years – Numbers have never really meant anything to this program. It was just yeah. something players wore yeah. until Ty and Aaron came to Utah. That's and, true. And, you know, Ty, Ty started it, and then Aaron picked it up, you know, to honor his, his uh, best friend. Yeah. Um, and then to see it now not be used again, it's got to give you goosebumps, doesn't it? Yeah, man. It, it's, it's a weird feeling, you know, and I just – I have to uh, – you know, it's something that I think is going to be so beautiful, just seeing that event, because um, no one could have foreseen this happening. But at the same time, when things like this happen, you have to honor. You have to honor them, because those were two dudes that were very honorable. And so it's only the right thing. All right, we are going to take a break. We're going to talk about Little B. He had a great game in a junior college for Santa Ana. He had his first pick six. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to go down memory lane with Clark. Um, talking about his first pick six and, and his first pick, whether it was in Pop Warner, Pee Wee football, yeah, high yeah. school, all that. We'll talk about that coming up next here on Faith Family and Football. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. 
Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back in to Faith, Family, and Football with Clark Phillips III, Trevor Allen here along for the ride. Make sure you guys leave a comment. We only take five-star ratings and hit that subscribe button. Music normally provided by, by Bryce Phillips, but you guys can also follow Clark on Twitter at ClarkPhillips21 and on Instagram at ClarkPhillips III. It's powered by KSLSports.com. All right, speaking of Bryce, he got his first pick six of college football over the weekend. Pretty cool news, right? Man, dope news. I tell you, I was so hyped, man. Cause so check it out. I was at the hotel. I was at the hotel um Saturday and I was just crazy. It's weird. You won't believe this. I was actually calling Bryce because we usually um we usually say a prayer before we both play. Mm-hmm. And you know, that usually happens while cause I do a seat I do a meditation before every game in the hot tub in whatever hotel that we're in. And so a hot tub, if that if the hotel doesn't have a hot tub and it's in the shower and I just kind of meditate and I visualize, you know, I visualize myself making plays and everything that I've seen on film. Nonetheless, I'm calling my mom um, as I'm about to or I'm calling Bryce first and he doesn't answer. He didn't answer neither time, neither times. And so I mocked him. But, man, I forgot that he that his game started earlier this week. Yeah. And so I'm calling him like, what the heck's going on, bro? Like, you know, my game's a little bit later. Like what? The-? And so I went and called my mom. She didn't answer. And so then my mom texts the family group chat, Bryce just got a pick six. My first thought was like, what the heck? I want, I could have, if you would have answered, I would have been on the phone. And, and so <laughs> I, when it happened. And so that was my first thought. And then my mom ended up calling me back and she was with like my family and stuff. And um, I, that was like my first reaction. I was just like, I was, just, I was ecstatic, man, because I know the feeling. And this happened on the first defensive play. What? The first defensive play. And so, <laughs> Yeah, and so, like, I was even more so, like, that's, that's my boy because, like, I was just hyped, man, because I know how much that he wanted to get his hands on footballs, and so I was just excited, man. I was just, like, proud of him because I know that um, that's been a big goal of his. He's gotten a lot of PBUs. Teams really stay away from him, you yeah. know. He told me that um, he was like, dude, I just got to I just gotta get a pick. He's like, that's the only thing. He's like, that's the only thing. And so seeing when my mom sent out the text – and it surprised me because I always tell, I always teach my mom, like you don't know, you don't know what's going on. And the fact that she knew that he picked it off and scored, she said pick six. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, well, mom. You, you all, you've also had two of them too, so she yeah. should know of what a pick. So she should know what they look now, like. Yeah. yeah, she's got a little bit of homework that's already been done, so she had the answers already. But nah, it was it was good to see that man, and that 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 made my day. I, I was in, the, you know, I couldn't even like sit down, like I was getting in the tub and I was standing up, jumping around, waters every. Where I'm like, yeah, my mom was my roommate. I believe no, LP Lucario was my roommate. There was like, what's going on? I was like, boy, just got a pick six, man. My boy just got a pick six, and so I, nah, I was, it was the best feeling ever, man. Because I, I just, 
we're like twins, basically. So I know what he's thinking. Look about. very, very <laughs> So I feel like I know exactly what was going through his mind when, as he was crossing that end zone, I know he's ready to call me and talk some trash. Like, yeah, uh huh. I take it too. You know, it's what we do. It's what we do. We take the rock, man. And so that made me so happy, man. What was what was his thoughts? Because I'm I'm uh, sure you and him talked after after mm-hmm. your game. Yeah, man. He um. So he it was like a quick slant or like a post or something, and he. Perfect break. Quarterback ended up basically throwing him the ball because he ran the route for the receiver, you know. And so he was just like – he felt like he should have had another one too, which was yeah. a PBU on like a scene. And so um, he was just excited, you know. For, he was like first of many. That was like, you know, his kind of thought process. And he was just like, I just got to keep it going, man. He's playing at a high level. He's got schools calling him and stuff, you know, won't disclose all of that. But, you know, he's playing at a high level. And I just tell him, I'm like, keep on going, man. I just try to encourage him when I can. See, see what happens when you actually get like film. He didn't get that in, in his senior year of when he was in high school. That's right. That's right. Yeah, man. And I'm just proud of him because you know he's been through a lot, man. You know, he was a part of that senior class that experienced COVID, ruined his all of his planned visits and things for colleges and camps and all that different sort of stuff. And so I'm just proud of this dude. He's shown a tremendous amount of grit. Thing is, everything aligned for you because he didn't get to play. You got five free games of, of no, Power Five football. No. I know, man. It's crazy. So and a free year. He's, that a, he, he's, a, he's a probably thinking, did I like break a glass or, you know, a mirror or something like that? Like, am I, am I cursed? <laughs> Might have cursed one. Maybe. Yeah, man. But I was just, I was just hyped for him, man. And I know you can, uh, you can relate when you're, it's not, it's not like the feeling of when your family, you know, is, is getting, getting success because it's a, not that you're not genuine for anyone else, but like, it's a, it's a, it's a feeling hard to explain and hard to express, man. And I just, you know, I almost cried just sitting in the tub because I know how much he works, man. And he works so hard for it. And, you know, being a corner is tough because you go games and you saw AZ state, you know, I didn't get any opportunities where you go games where it's just dry and no one's throwing you the ball. And or you go games where even like, you know, Oregon State where it's only two opportunities, two targets, you know, and then you're just tackling and things like that. And so when you get those opportunities and you capitalize on them, it's special. It's really special. And so I just, you know, I felt for him and I just I wanted to be there to live with him, to to, to celebrate with him, you know, to live in the moment with him. Um, but um, some of those experiences you got to have on your own. And I'm just grateful that this dude is showing me, you know, the grit that he got and motivation. To me too, man. It sounds crazy, but Lil Bro inspires me too to keep on going. When was your first pick? It, not a pick six, ah, unless that was your your, your your first pick was for a touchdown. But when was your first pick of your football career? Whether I mean, we all know college when it was, but whether it was high school, Pop Warner, whenever. I want to say my dad. Oh, my dad knows this exact day, probably exact time, exact day. You know, exact uniform I was wearing on that day. I, I want to yeah, say, <laughs> I want to say it was probably St. John Bosco. No, I didn't think I have any picks up there at my, as a freshman, but I know for sure I got my first one. I'm pretty sure at La Habra, my sophomore year. It was like Redlands High School. Ask him if it was Redlands High School when they threw that deep route. It was like a seam or something. I'm just gonna text I, him and say when was Clark's first pick of his, of his football career? Yeah, because. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually curious of what he would say. So you're. Well, hold on. Pick one. Which one was it? Because I'm gonna get the answer here. Redlands High School. Redlands High School. Yeah. And and this Again, was when you were a freshman. A sophomore. A sophomore. A sophomore. Well, yeah. 
so so that had to have been before the the uh, three pick six game. Yeah, before that. What like, was that? Was was that? Was that like your four first, first four. So was that your first pick six? Was in that game where you had three? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> your first pick six, and you happen to have two. I got tired of getting. I got tired of catching them and getting tackled. I said, "This is the game where I'm going to try to score." I'm, I'm going to get touchdowns, and then and then your first two picks in college are both pick six. Pick sixes. And, and me and my pops, we prided ourselves on, you know, catching them and taking them to the house. My dad's like, you're going to be pick six, Mr. Pick Six. And it's crazy, man, because at one point I changed my Instagram handle to Mr. Pick Six. <laughs> I think so. I, I'm pretty sure I did that. And my dad will tell you the exact username, too. But I did that at one point, Mr. Pick Six. I remember that. It was like awesome. I, it was probably like my junior year. Is it actually still point, around? At or this did, point. Or, or did you actually delete it? No, it's my same Instagram now, but I just changed my username. Oh, you just changed it? Oh. But I was, was going to say, is it still there? I'm going to go follow it. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah. then, so then your, your first pick six, what, was it the first play on defense? No, no, it wasn't. Like, the first it wasn't play. like Bryce? Nah, nah, nah. Bryce, he, he got me there. Not the first defense play. Well, they don't usually go at me first defense play. They like to fill things out, you know? Yeah. And well, I mean, yeah, that's, that, that's kind of how it always goes, but I'm, Hey, I'm really happy for him because just like you and I talked about, he hasn't had the easiest path. Yeah. You know, not having a, a senior season, which means he doesn't have any film and he's not getting those big time offers, even though he's clearly showing he can play at that level. Yeah. And so for him to be able to put, to put that work in and not really try to follow your shadows, you've really got to commend him for that. Yeah, man. I love it. And, you know, it's it's just encouraging because everyone has a different path and a different process. And that was something that was kind of like the moral of what we would tell him, you know, even as I was transitioning to college, like we would try to encourage him by saying that. And, you know, now he's living that, you know, he's showing us that it's true and that it's possible. You know? Yep. And anybody out there who is wondering about following your dreams, just take Bryce as an example because he's living proof of it. That's the truth, man. All right. Are you ready to make some picks? You actually had – your best week in college picks since we started the show. You sound a little sad about it. It's going to be all right, man. Maybe you'll have a better week next time. You didn't beat me by that much. You only had one more, one more right than me. You don't, you don't need to get cocky here, okay? All right, we're going to do our, our picks and, and uh, wrap it up. Coming up Let's next here on Faith, Family, and Football. Final segment here on Faith, Family, and Football with Clark Phillips, Trevor Allen here with you. Been a really good show. Just, I, you know, coming off of a loss, it's always hard to talk about, but, you know, team's still feeling really good. You guys are still sitting in, in a first place in that Pac-12 South, and um, goals are still there. I mean, this is obviously a big game because the uh, Bruins are the only other team in that Pac-12 South contention to get the title, unless all three of you just decide to crumble the last few games of the year, which I yeah. do not see happening. Um but yeah, I mean, you get you guys are probably feeling pretty good though, you know, even though you're coming off of a loss. The thing is, since the Pac-12 became 12 teams, no one's ever ran the table in conference play. No one's ever really? gone gone without a loss in conference play. That's crazy. Even that Oregon team that that had uh, Marcus Mariota, they lost a conference game. Really? Yeah, the one that went to the Natty. And Dang. Lost to, and so lost to it's always Mar- up in the air, right? Yeah, yeah, it's always up in the air, and so. Um, uh, obviously, you guys are probably feeling pretty good. All right. Something else you ought to be feeling good about, CP, your uh, college football picks. You Let's see. It, it's been your first your first week over 500 since week three. But remember, we ended up taking two weeks off. Yeah. Um, so I just needed a little bye week. That's it. And I think it was 
Yeah, this is actually your best record ever in college <laughs> picks. This is this is a this is just a small you know illustration of what we're doing Stop this it. season. Stop this it. is just a small you know we're gonna make a turn. You know after a tough loss, this is what we're gonna do. This is just you, an illustration. I'm just showing is. you. Yeah, you talk football. This is okay. just, I'm just showing okay. you exactly what what's 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 to come. I was actually thinking you were going to talk about your your picks moving forward. I that which is why I was saying stop it. But that too, I, that too. I am that I am too. all for Utah football turning the corner and doing it again. And going I'm Utah football. Road. You're the other teams that we're going to be playing this season. So let's hope that I win. For one, that, that that's rude, especially for <laughs> someone who covers the team, man. But well, I just I, I've got to be the I've got to be the good guy in the story. You do. I'm on the team. So. <laughs> I'm on the beat. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We're both on the team in a sense, right? Although you do get charters and I, I get canceled flights. So <laughs> you didn't have to go. You didn't have to do that. Uh, next that, time. Next time. We'll... <laughs> I did have to do that. All right. You don't have as many connections next time. I'm, I'm seriously, you end up getting voted captain. I'm going to have you talk to Wit about putting the media on, on, on the charter flight. I'll take you. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. You All can right. take me on that. You can All take right. me on that. All right. I'll probably yeah, get I'll, booed out of the room, but it's okay. Probably going to forget about this in a week anyway, so it, it's <laughs> um, All right. First, we're going to go into week nine of college football picks. Uh, th- this one's a sneaky good one, Clark. Number six, Michigan, at number eight, Michigan State. Michigan. Why do you pick these so quick? Like, I feel like you don't put any effort into these, which kind of reflects your record. Uh, nah, this past week I think uh, my record, you know, reflects. Oh, by my... the way, do you do you know which game you got wrong? What game? UCLA Oregon. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I should have won my first mind, and it would have really hurt you to see me go five and zero, huh? So the only ones I got wrong were Northwestern. I had them beating Michigan, which did not happen by a long shot, and Washington State losing to BYU, which was only by two points, by the way. You almost got that one. Almost. Almost only counts in hand grenades and horseshoes. Um, Michigan, you're going with them then, right? Yeah. I'm going to go with Michigan State. By a lot. Jeez. It's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt you. This will be two weeks in a row. I'll have to take you out to coffee or dinner or something, man, because uh, you're going to be really down after this one. Two weeks in a row, it's going to hurt you. Yeah, which is why you're probably going to go after some some food sponsors so you don't have to pay for my meal. (laughs) Number 10, Ole Miss at number 18, Auburn. Is Lane Kiffin going to bring his popcorn? Or are you going to bring your popcorn for Lane Kiffin's team? Popcorn. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go. You can go. I'm going with Ole Miss. They, they're, they're, they're playing really good football. I'll go with them too. I'll, I'll go with Ole Miss. I'll go with Ole Miss. Of course, you got to copy me. That's all right. <laughs> that was my pick anyway. I just wanted to, you know, see what you had on your deck, you know. Number 20, Penn State at number five, yeah. the – Ohio State. Yeah. Going to the shoe. Uh, Penn State has a really good defense, although did you know they went to nine overtimes against Illinois? Yeah, I saw that. And lost. Illinois is really strong, though. But, dude, like the score was like 17 I, I watched 17. that game. Yeah, it's crazy. I think Penn State smashed them. I, I ended up landing when it, there was like two minutes left in the game, so I was watching it on while I was on my flight to Eugene. So Nate has family who lives in, in Oregon. So we, we actually stopped at their place for sandwiches real quick before we went to Corvallis. Yeah. And showed up. It was like the third overtime. And, wow. And keep in mind, overtime's different now than what it was. Like, I, I found that out really quickly in the San Diego State game. But 
still nine overtimes. That's nuts. That's crazy, man. And then I remember then, we stopped watching at like number seven. We had to go. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, soft defenses, I'm not going to pour salt in one for you guys, but how about Army and, and a way? You didn't have to throw that shot in there. You said Army? Army and, and Wake Forest last week. Wake Forest. 56. Yeah. That was, that was, oh, my gosh. That That's nuts. Okay. So, who are you going with out of Penn State and Ohio State? Penn State. You're going with Penn State? Yep. Fine. Give me uh, – Give me Ohio State. C.J. Stroud's playing really well lately. That's another one that's going to hurt you. Here, here's one that uh, it's actually kind of a uh, you know primer for you guys. You guys have Stanford next week. Yeah. Um, Washington at Stanford. Washington almost lost to Arizona. Stanford yeah. smashes them. I had, I, had to put, yeah. I actually had to put a a, a Pac-12 game in there. But there, other than your guys' game, there's nothing good. Yeah. Like everything else, it's like a snooze. Like Oregon and Colorado are playing. I think Oregon's like a plus 56 like favorite or something like that. What the heck? I don't yeah. know. It, it, it isn't that much, but it's definitely a lot. All right. Final one. I had I had to throw this one in there. It was hard. Like, there's really – you guys are like the game of the week. I'm surprised college game day isn't coming to Salt Lake. Really? Um, yeah. Texas at number 16, Baylor. Baylor. Okay. Baylor has one loss. Texas is four and three, but they're they're okay. Yeah, so Baylor. You're, you're going with Baylor. I'm gonna go uh, <laughs> Baylor. I know you are. I know you are. I knew you were. I cannot give you a leg up. I cannot give you a leg up. <laughs> you wanted to for a second, then you you came to your senses. Okay, now for NFL picks. I'm glad that we're taping on Wednesday because Thursday night football is supposed to be a good one. Green Bay oh, yeah. Packers at Arizona Cardinals, who are still undefeated. J.J. Watt is a plan, though. Keep that in mind for the Cardinals. Green Bay Packers. Going Green Bay? Yeah, they're going to upset them. I know I know. Cardinals haven't lost yet, but. You're a hater. I'm going Cardinals. Even though my wife will not be happy with me on that. She happens to be I'm a Packers fan. Too. Sorry. Fine, tell her. I don't care. <laughs> oh, whoa. Uh, Jamie? <laughs> She'll, uh. We, we actually just barely built a, a shed out in the backyard. That's my new doghouse, apparently. Uh-oh. So, should be sleeping out there. And it's been cold, dog house. cold and rainy, man. I actually do care. Please don't tell her. <laughs> Keep that between us. Yeah, you'll get in trouble, man. We both know. Even though there is probably a slim chance that she will listen to this show. Oh, there's really not much great games either. By the way, can you believe that the Bengals are 5-2? and two? Crazy. Same with the Wouldn't Titans. Expected that. Titans are as well. Okay, here, here's one: Pittsburgh Steelers at Cleveland Browns. Ooh, that's a good one. Steelers are three and three. Steelers. Browns are four and three. It's the Steelers. Yep. T.J. Uh, Watt. I'm going Browns. Gotta be. Um, okay, let's go with the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Three and four Panthers, three and three Falcons. Got to be the Panthers. Sam Darnold? Yeah, he's taking that one easy. Even though he got benched. <laughs> he, he is going to start, though. They already said he is. They just had to try and find a spark. Atlanta's a three-point favorite, but they're at home. Basically a wash. I'm going Atlanta. I got to try and get a leg up and hope for some wins here. All right. Two more. 
Let's go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. Tampa Bay. How did I know you're going to pick that one? <laughs> yeah, you have you have, you had a lot of tough experiences with me playing with Tampa Bay on Madden. Huh? Stop bringing that up. It's not <laughs> funny. Which is why we started playing in the yard instead of against each other. Man, we got to play in the yard again. Well, I'm waiting for you to catch up on your quizzes and your academic work. I know, man. I don't have that kind of work. I have other kind of work. Should we do a, a crappy record game? Or should we do a uh, a decent record game? Decent record game. You don't, you don't want to try and pick two crappy teams? <laughs> no, man. Not the loser's uh, bracket. Oh, they all have feelings too, Clark. <laughs> all right. Well, they get paid millions, so, you know. That's true. No one's crying for those guys. Not at all. So this is on Sunday Night Football, KSL 5 TV. Had to do the plug. Dallas Cowboys at Minnesota Vikings. Cowboys are 5-1. and one. Vikings are 3 Cowboys. Dak Cowboys. Yep. I hate the Cowboys, so I can't pick them. But I don't like Kirk Cousins either. I'm torn here. Why did I pick this game? I'm going with Cowboys. You can copy me? Stop it. I haven't copied you that much, have I? Let's see. We went different on the first three games. It was the last two that were, that were the same. You're afraid to uh, to let me get the upper hand in this one. I see. No, so, you're, so you're going with my coaching decisions. I should have done that for college picks for last week because you, <laughs> you did better. Only by one game, though. Again, it's only because I, I didn't go with TDS. You did. Yeah, that's true. I, I guess you could have put them on our picks this week, but I figured that was probably too much. All right, CP, final thoughts as you guys are going to be in dark mode. By the way, you guys you get you guys had dark mode last last year against uh against the Trojans in the opener, but there was no fans there to make it dark mode. Yeah. So is this kind of a different feel with the all black uniforms and helmets? Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be you know, way different feel because now Truly, we'll have our fans there to make it a better experience. You know, we got some experience ourselves. <laughs> and, uh, nah, it'll be really good, man. I've, I've actually got to ask you some, uh, some some questions surrounding Halloween really quick for, for, for the folks out there. Were you ever really into, into Halloween, like dressing up and stuff? Um, there was a period, I feel like, where we, me and my brother, you know, we dress up when we were little, uh, kind of do the trick-or-treating thing, and then it just got to a point uh, – in high school where we just kind of would give kids candy and then it was just like you know taking my little sister to house from house to house but yeah. as far as like celebrating like that not really you know we kind of participated but it wasn't really like a, a super celebration or nothing like that i'm glad that you guys have a uh, eight o'clock kickoff because i can at least take parker trick-or-treating a little bit this this year oh yeah because what's his bedtime 8 30 or 9 yeah yeah around that and so uh that was always my bedtime too it's crazy 8 30 me and my me and my brother yeah, and so we don't we don't want to keep him up, especially when he's gonna be eating all that candy. So we'll we'll probably get him, get him out, you know, around four o'clock or so, and then I'll I'll come home and and then head to the stadium. So coolest costume you've ever worn, or I mean, or had like a family member wear, where you're just like, man, that that was awesome. It was a costume. I don't even know what it was, but <laughs> it was just the thing. Yeah, about I just know it was a super. I know it was a superhero. 
And my dad had me dressed up in it, but it's like the earliest costume I can remember wearing with me, my brother, and my dad. And so it was, it was like, like a photo like, album kind of kind of. I hope my dad, you. yeah, I hope my dad hears this because um, he'll have to let me know what that costume was. But it was just um, I was probably three or four, and I was wearing it. It was like I forget the colors, but it was like it was orange and green, I believe. And uh, I just remember me and my dad standing there and I, he's on a knee and he's, I wear it like this, you know, Halloween event. And that picture it's standing in, it's inside of our living room right now. I used to look at it every day, you know? And so um, that's the, that's probably the earliest costume that I can remember probably coolest because just, you know, one that I'm like, I never got to see that costume, but I just remember always seeing that picture and seeing me and my dad both grinning from cheek to cheek, you know? Are you a, a candy corn guy? Nah, not at all. Not at all. Like never have. Nah, I tried it once, but I'm not a big fan at all. I uh, I liked it for there was like a stretch. Yeah, I think probably like as, as like a teenager where I liked it, but yeah, I'm good now. Does Parker like it? No, no. Parker doesn't like a ton of things. Like he likes Snickers. Um, Ooh, Snickers is dangerous. Basically, like chocolate. Basically, is where he's he at too. with that. Like I like I like that. I like that. Me and Parker. I mean, I mean, Jamie will end up buying a whole like bag of of candy just to put in our bowl and i'll i'll snatch a bunch out of it and not, and not give any to the kids who yeah. come by my house no, yeah i'm not like that i'm not a jerk i know you're that guy that that takes away all the candy from the kids so, uh, who, all the good ones out the bucket on so who ends up handing out all the candy since you guys are in a college house uh we last year we um yeah last year <laughs> well yeah you remember last year yeah last year we uh yeah, I did, last but I'm not going to bring it up. Yeah, last year we um we gave out a lot of candy, you know, prior to, you know, just kind of hanging out with the fellas. We gave out a lot of candy at Halloween. We had kids come up, you know, and, um, you know, we just gave them a bunch of different candies. We went to uh, Costco and we went to Walmart and, you know, kind of got a bunch of different stuff. And we kind of sat out there and we just shoot, man, they were excited because we we're all wearing all of our Utah stuff. I think it was after we had like a lighter walkthrough practice or something. And, yeah. Um, we just kind of sat out there just giving them all candy. Well, now you guys, are, it's going to be on a Sunday, so you guys are going to be after a game. Yeah. Although, I don't know how many people are going to go trick-or-treating on Sundays just because of the whole church thing, you know, the, yeah. the whole Sunday thing in this state. So, I don't know. I mean, you guys are going to have candy available if people come knocking on your door on Sunday. Obviously, Saturday you won't. You guys are going to be busy. I'll be in the film room. Um, recording. So, and so then... Max is going to do it then? Is that, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Maybe I'll probably be there later on, but I just, I don't know. I'll probably, yeah. After Sundays, it's just hard to predict how my body's going to feel. And sometimes it, it, sometimes it's just to sleep all day. Sometimes it's like, I feel energetic. I feel good. It just, it just depends. You, I guess, you know, a good dub will make it feel a lot better. Maybe I'll end up trick-or-treating if we get a win. Who knows? Maybe me and Parker go trick-or-treating or something. <laughs> you, you can go take him trick-or-treating, but I don't know if people are going to give you. Me, Parker, and Trev. Me, Parker, and Trev. I'm not going to trick-or-treat. I'll take it, though. <laughs> you, no taking all the candies, man. we got to give them to the kids. Well, no, Parker goes and brings it to us. He, he does, he does all, all of the hard work, right? <laughs> yeah. This is why you have kids, Clark. <laughs> They, I don't they, need that. No, they go and fetch the candy because it's just weird to have an, a a thirty year old or a twenty five year old or whatever going up to a door, trick or treating. Yeah. I've actually had kids, like kids. I've actually had adults come up to my house and like trick or treat. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> Did you say yeah. that? Yeah, That's I told. Not I'm very like, cool. bounce, dude. I'm like, what are you like, twenty five? Twenty one. Buy your own. Yeah, game. you're still you're, you're still too old. Go over to Smith's. 
freaking cheap, man. Come on, you man. just got to you just got to walk over there on your knees like a like a kid. And, yeah. <laughs> I don't you know. Gotta, you you got to have like one of those like drapes. So you got to be like a ghost to where like covers up your legs. Covers up your legs, the black. Yeah, I know that you just like walk on your knees. They just walk all low, and they're like, "Dang, this kid's a little wide, huh? This guy kind of looks a little." But then, but then, but then you end up turning around, and then your legs are sticking out as you're. <laughs> your by then, you've already got away. the candy, though. By then, you've already got the candy, so you're good. So then you might as well just stand up and run. Gotcha. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to like whisper, or else they're gonna know. Dude, we're like teaching our <laughs> audience really bad things right now. I know. Kids, someone don't thinking do about that, doing don't, that. Do not try this at home. If, or, if you were thinking, if, if anyone that's listening to this was thinking about doing that, and don't do that, we're just joking around. Are we? <laughs> I don't know if Trevor is, but I was just joking around. Yeah, because you don't you don't want to get a phone call. Oh, is this uh, Coach Shaw calling me right now? What are you doing <laughs> talking, talking about going trick-or-treating right. as a grown-up? Right. Um, final thing, the, the coolest thing you ever got trick-or-treating, like a soda pop or like a – I don't know. People, people, some, some people go all out. Okay, so for instance, my in-laws who live out in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin, they get like two trick-or-treaters a year. So they get, they they hand out soda pop. Wow. Because it's That's like, crazy. you get like two or three kids that come by your house because they literally live out in the middle of nowhere. So well, coolest thing that Clark ever cool. got in Southern California. Just, just a bunch of candy. I think because so in Cali, man, you know, on the so street many that I people, lived on, yeah, say. so many people. People don't really like, or at least on my street, they always go for like people, child's play. Yeah, it's like a lot of people took it serious, but a lot of people really didn't. They're like, and they would kind of give you that look, like if you try to double back. Me and my brother, we would go down the same street, you know, where the streets with the good candy. We knew them, and so we try to double back a couple times and go back again, and you know, go go empty it out, come back with a different color shirt, you know, and see if you can get some more, and just try everything. And so, um, I feel like the the houses that I love the most, the best thing that I got was just the houses that were generous with the candy, the ones that were like, hey, you, man, just grab a handful. Fill up your bag. I'm like, oh, great. That's what I want to hear. Cause some people are like, just grab one. You know, it's always that older lady, you know, at the corner. Just grab one. Don't yeah, grab yeah. a bunch of them. And then, and then there's like kids who are like taking forever, like picking through. Yeah, taking like, the time. Like, hurry just up. Take something. Just grab something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like awkward when you're like sitting there and you're like, and your like friend or brother or whatever is like picking through, and you're just like, go, oh, just pick something, man. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's funny stuff. All right. Well, Clark, good luck on Saturday. We'll talk next week, man. Man, thank you for having me. It was good to catch up again, man. All right, there you go. That is Faith Family Football with Clark Phillips. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's powered by kslsports.com.